It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. Yeah, welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And, of course, taped live at the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. An eventful AEW Dynamite tonight on the road to full gear, including probably most noteworthy about the episode, we had a tease for the elite uh, potentially taking a journey through space and time. Maybe I'm not sure. No, They're I think that's uh, what it is. Thanos out of existence, I think that's perhaps. The, I think that's the reference. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, then they did the end game thing. They had to bring back. You know, maybe Brandon Cutler trope. has to go maybe, back no, in time. I think it's going to be Paige. I think it's going to be Hangman that has to. Oh, how great take would a, that a, be? A time ship a couple of times around the sun backwards, and it'll go back in time. Oh, man, that'd I'm be mixing, amazing. I'm, I'm mixing my go, time travel story. Go find yeah. some whales, yeah. yeah, and then they go into a storage facility and sleep in a box. If you know what movie that is, yeah. let me know in the comments yeah, below. There you go. That's, That's a, a good, good one. reference. There you Probably go. one of the best time travel movies. Yeah, ever. definitely the most thought-provoking. Absolutely, and mumbly. However, yes. uh, before we get into our Dynamite recap, speaking of the Elite and their big return, there's a name that ain't going to be returning. <laughs> And uh, and apparently uh, there's more to give on that side of things as it pertains to brawl out Larson. So sorry, I got case of the giggles. I'm sorry. Think about time travel <laughs> movies. Uh, so with Fightful Select reporting today that sources have told them that the elite's return could be imminent. 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 Uh, in fact, Fightful added during Dynamite that Kenny and the Young Bucks they were backstage at tonight's show. What? Uh, Wrestling Inc.'s Nick Houseman reached out to CM Punk's team, CM Punk's camp, and got a response. Mm. Uh, this is what Houseman heard from uh, CM Punk's brain trust. Quote. No, this is from, this isn't a direct quote. This is just from, what? <laughs> brain trust is a great term. <laughs> yeah, I know. So this, this is this is from uh, Houseman's story. Quote. It reminds uh, me, always reminds me of, uh, oh, brother, where art thou? Yes. It's the brain trust. It's the brain trust. <laughs> uh, anyway, forgetting off pace here. Yeah, so this, this is what this is what Houseman uh, was told apparently. 
Quote, we've been told that AEW has not reached out to Punk since the incident following the all-out media scrum, which Punk and his friend and trainer Ace Steel probably got into a backstage brawl with Kenny. The Young Bucks sources indicate that after the brawl, Punk was asked to stay quiet and agreed to do so. From the perspective of Punk's camp, the scrum itself, which became the talk of the wrestling world due to Punk's comments on Colt Cabana, Hangman Page, and the Elite, didn't seem like a big deal. Mm. And only escalated once Punk's locker room door was kicked in and accidentally hit Punk's dog Larry in the face. At a pre-scheduled veterinary uh, veterinarian appointment a few days later, Punk was informed that two of Larry's teeth had been knocked loose and had mm. to be removed. Mm. Um, the report continues. Wrestling Inc. has been told that Punk felt threatened, reacted in a legal way under Illinois' Castle Doctrine laws, which allow for the use of force and defense of a person in their dwelling. At this time, there is no litigation against Punk on behalf of anyone involved. It was also relayed to us that Steele's wife, Lucy, was in the room during the incident but was not, but has not been interviewed as part of the internal investigation to the matter. Houseman also adds that, quote, following uh, Hangman Page's comments on a May episode of Dynamite alluding to backstage concerns about Punk, there was distrust on Punk's end going into his AEW World Championship match uh, with Page at Double or Nothing 2022. Uh, Punk was concerned that the predetermined match would break down to a real physical fight. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we know how Punk feels about real physical fights. He's had a couple in the UFC. Uh, if Punk stays in AEW are indeed numbered, what are the odds that he ends up in WWE? This has been a topic of conversation here on the show and everywhere in the wrestling world. WrestleVotes offered up some insight to give me sport, saying that Triple H may have some interest in bringing Phil in. WrestleVotes said this, I was told pretty straightforward that Triple H wants nothing to do with CM Punk and even less to do with Phil Brooks. Well, that's what I was told, and that was July. I did ask over the last couple days, and it has softened a little bit. From what I understand, I still think there's animosity. I still think there's a lot of pieces that need to be picked up between the two of them specifically. But Hunter learned from Vince McMahon, and Vince made amends with everybody. So to say that doors are closed is ridiculous on anybody's part, especially in this quote-unquote war that's happening right now. I would never say never, absolutely. So it's sort of the same thing that everybody's been saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like uh, uh, yeah, anything's possible at this point. But it'd be a while given that a punk is uh, injured uh, and B he might have some sort of uh, buyout, no compete clause situation yep. that might even extend past the injury and see he's simply old. And who knows if he wants to deal with this shit anymore? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, going back to uh, yep. the, uh, this 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 uh, statement from uh, punk's brain trust. I mean, it, it sucks that Larry got injured during this thing. I don't want to see an animal get hurt. No, I love that's little awful. babies. They're the best. Yeah, um, that's horrible. But the whole thing about his door being kicked in, I believe that was walked back like a couple months ago. Yeah, the idea that they super kicked the door down seemed to be debunked. However, maybe opening the door with their hands was a bit on the forceful side, perhaps. Barging in. Although I yeah yeah although this is a stupid question. Well, by all means, ask it then. The door wouldn't open outside outways like that. If you're in an office, no. If you're in an office building, they go they go they go they go inwards. Well, so as to not. Well, it depends though, because in, in I know every door that leads out of a building has to be pushed outwards, so that if there's a fire or something, people you know are, yeah. are running towards the door. Oh, if they try to yeah. open it inwards, and they can't open yeah. the door because there's a bunch of people there. 
This is a terrible question. I'm sorry. I should not have brought. But that I would up. think I'm odds sure are the door goes in. I think <laughs> odds are the door would open inwards because it's not the main main entrance yeah, right. or exit through a thing. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. Didn't no, that's a fair real. question because if there's a situation, look at this. Let's forensics experts here. Oh, it's terrible. Um, it's so we should not be talking about the this. door opens outward. Yes. I see your point. I, I brought it up because like my head started going to like Golden One Center or like Arco back when I worked there. I was like, wait a second, but what the fuck do I know? Anyways, um, yeah, no, it's a it's a bummer about the dog. It's uh interesting to what degree there was contact between AEW and CM Punk. Seemingly none, but I imagine they probably just hit up his lawyer or whatever. Um, but evidently, since that day, uh they just they were like, mm, we're not coming back. And and CM Punk pulled like a friggin' Ron Burgundy when he said "Go fuck yourself, San Diego," and didn't think there was anything wrong with it, except Ron Burgundy, you know, didn't realize what he had said. Yeah. Um, in this case, Punk thoroughly knew what he talked about, and it's so it's kind of surprising that he would think, "Yeah, I didn't think it was that big of a deal." That's weird. That is weird. You go and and you talk a bunch of trash about the company you work for, saying the guy that you beat for the title hasn't done anything in this industry. Pretty much saying that the title you just that you won that night back for Mox mm-hmm. means yeah. nothing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the situation with the uh, so like uh, the, Punk's camp. This sounds like I mean it just sounds like a lawyer talking. Yeah. A lot of this stuff just sounds like it, a lot of this literally just sounds like him. Going through somebody who wants to make sure that any possible legal entanglements are not going to be unentangled because bringing up uh, wrestling Inc. has been told that punk felt threatened and reacted in a legal way under Illinois's castle doctrine laws, which allows for use of force in defense of a person in their own dwelling. I did about a minute and a half of research on the castle doctrine laws. So don't consider me a legal scholar on this by a stretch of the imagination. I don't know how it can be interpreted as in, for example, a locker room in terms of for at that instance, that being one's personal space. Don't know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what I could find. It is more broadly used to define, to to allow one to self defend themselves, defend themselves Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. within their homes from an intruder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So he's on firm legal ground, according to <clears throat> need a structured settle. I got a structured <laughs> settlement and I need Larson now. Larson zoom instead of legal zoom. huh? <laughs> <laughs> There's a shirt. Larson zoom. The legal associates of Larson. And the show is already falling apart. So, um, oh, man, it's a mess. It is. It is. So, uh, you know, if it seems like punks on, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's either got done with AEW or soon to be officially. Um, you know, maybe this is his last opportunity to, he felt like to get his story out there. Mm-hmm. And so he just did it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, you know, now know. the things are winding down. He's got his, his thing to say. My dog got hurt, which is, which is a bummer. Nobody wants to see a dog get hurt. No, that's awful. That is awful. Yeah, that's awful. I feel poor Larry, you know, yeah. he was brought into this situation and then, you know, Kenny Omega tried to, you know, help dog mm-hmm. and then he got bit, but not, not by, by dog. dog. Yeah. Not by dog. By steel. Does the castle doctrine indicate that you're allowed to bite people? Well, I think like, it, I mean, it's, it's just it's, you're, you're allowed to, in you're allowed way, to defend yourself in, in your in your abode, your home. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think I think biting would be allowed. Yes. Oh man. Okay. Well, he's on firm legal ground then. I got a structured settlement. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, let's talk about this now that Punk is uh, riding oh, off in his sunset on his uh on his on his legal horse. Um, uh, the elite, they're coming back. Yeah. Which we kind of figured to be the case. Uh, they're coming back and there was a, um, a lot of people are likening this vignette 
number one Fightful Select reporting they're backstage today. Mm-hmm. Don Callis backstage as well. Did not show up in person tonight. However, uh, we got a vignette where uh, there was some, and you probably have it written down like the actual words in the notes, but from my understanding, it's a bunch of sound bites yeah. from uh, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega of the well, past. It's it's pretty much like uh, some of their more pivotal moments in AEW history, like the, the, the announcement video they did on BTE, the first press conference. Uh, some other bits from matches, like when uh, when uh, Kenny won the title, and what essentially happens is they'll they'll show a bit of that moment freeze frame, and then whatever members of the elite, whether it's the Young Bucks, Kenny, all three of them, are are erased. Yeah, like the Thanos away. effect. Yeah, the the snap effect. Yeah. from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, as if they're being erased from AEW, and the final shot, final frame, if you will, of this is the AEW logo, and that too. Poof, mm-hmm, yeah, dithers away. So I mean, I, the the point of it I got gathered was essentially without the elite, there is no AEW. Because along with the sound bites, it was like we were the ones that started the rev, mm-hmm. we started this revolution, so on and so forth. Um, is it is it some some crazy time traveling sci fi adventure potentially? Who knows? But yeah, yes, at least from this first video package, I think the kind of the thesis of it is no elite, no AEW. It's going to be awkward when they all go to WWE then. Huh? Could be. Uh, yeah, no, Hangman Page needs to go find Aerostar and say, look, my friends are missing in space yeah. time. Can you help me out here? And I don't know why he's got that. This sounds like Page. Is it, Can you help me out here, please? No, it doesn't. And Aerostar's like, see, sí, see, sí, amigo. And then they go, and he falls from something like, you know, something high. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, look, I, look they're gone. You want if when they come back, you can't just like put them on like you know dark and elevation and have them work their way up or anything. No. Uh, but clearly, this vignette indicates that yeah, they're not just going to come back as relatively quietly as they can. They're going to come back with maybe some sort of chip on their shoulder. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you're going to try to erase us. You're going to suspend us for something. And I don't know. I don't know even legally how much they'd be allowed. To reference what happened at this point, or maybe they would be able to. I because guess it would depend on the terms of the agreement. Yeah, the buyout. Of the buyout agreement. Yeah. I don't. I don't see why there'd be a gag order associated with that per se. I mean, there might be no. something in the buyout. Let me finish it real, real quick here. There might be something associated with that, where like Punk's like, "Well, I'll, yeah, I'll take the buyout. I don't want anybody, anybody bad mouthing me." Yeah, the, I mean, there might be. They might want to. I don't know. Be careful about possible slander you know like mm-hmm. they probably it's probably more stay away from cm punk maybe focus on aw management maybe now yeah. you can maybe now they can be in a position where hey everybody knows we got suspended they took the elite out of aew and tried to make it work and uh and and it ain't gonna work so like we got it. It's worked pretty fine for the last few weeks. Well, that's what I'm trying to dance around. <laughs> like the numbers are fine and everything is going good, but but they can say, "Hey, this is fucked up." Now and they do like I don't know authority angle. Get Tony Khan out there on a motorcycle, and you're off to the race. Get the garbage trucks out to go down the the, the streets of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, elite it out. Um, so I don't know, man. I don't know how they're going to handle this, but I like. Um, 
Yeah, I, I this it's very WWE. You know, you do a vignette, like a mysterious kind of vignette mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that sort of references it, and they got a chip on their shoulder because they've been suspended. I kind of like this, and I hope they just you know what, man, get just just put Hangman with them. Enough of this Hemmen and Han where they want to be. This is a perfect catalyst because they all had the same problem with the same guy, <laughs> and you put them right back with them and have the elite shoot back to the top. Get that title back on Kenny after MJF, and then we're off to the races. There we go. There we go. Use that phrase six times in this episode. There we go. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So uh, uh, let's let's yeah. jump more into dynamite. Kind of, there's a major. Well, it was it's been teased for weeks, but uh, earlier MJF earlier on the show MJF has a promo uh, during which Stokely Hathaway uh, interrupts, and and MJF tells him, "Don't lay a finger on Mox. Don't look at him. Stay away from him." And then, sure enough, after Mox defeats Penta, Morrissey, Stokely, the Firm come to the ring and destroy. Mox. Right. MJF comes out, kind of hems and haws a bit, ultimately runs at the ring to make the save. He gets destroyed. He fires the firm, fires mm-hmm. Stokely, and then he gets laid out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I guess for, shoot, ever since pretty much MJF came back with the firm, I've been thinking, this is all a thing where right now MJF is trying to do the baby face thing, kind of. But the whole idea is that he's, he's going to beat Mox on his own. Mm-hmm. He's not beating yeah. Mox on his own. No, he's going to have an entire army along with maybe somebody who's going to turn on him 
in uh, in William Regal. He made a point tonight in his promo of saying, uh, you know, I, I uh, he says that he only liked to beat up people with his brass knucks, not because he needed them. And he says, I needed this. And imagine I got the diamond ring right here. He's yeah. like, yeah, I, I needed this. He says, so here's my deal. Because he even said at the outset, he was like, uh, yeah, I, when I said I'm not going to cheat, I meant relatively speaking, I'm still MJF. Mm. He says, but not going to use this deal here. Bringing up the brass knucks, the email, William Regal on his podcast called MJF a wanker. Yeah. was It was brought up by, uh, by his co-host, Matt Coon, that – uh, MJF had wrestled 53 matches in AEW, and Regal says, well, I wrestled 53 matches in my first month at the age of 16. So he's building it on his podcast as well, I think. And given right now what's happened with the Combat Club, it's fallen apart, I think. And on top of that, I understand Stokely's thing, The Firm, is a reference to the hip-hop album in 97. But The Firm is also a commonly used British term to describe... Uh, a, a football club, a football fan club, basically mm-hmm. fan club. It sounds nerdy, but it's like a bunch of fans. They get together and they, you know, they root for their team. They call it a firm. There was a movie called the firm. Yep. Um, so not the Tom Cruise called one. the firm, not the Tom Cruise one. There was a different one. Um, so I don't know. There's like a little bit of a little bit of, you know, possibly some double meaning there for, for, for regal. I don't know, but yeah, he's, there's going to be some sort of, some sort of swerve here. I think the firm is still going to be, which is kind of a bummer. I was kind of hoping I was like, man, you know, Stokely and Ethan Page sort of helming this thing. If, he, if they want to build up Ethan Page the way he should be, mm-hmm. it'd be kind of cool. You know, make him, I don't know, TNT type champion or something like that. Yeah. Have him head up the firm with Stokely, you know, as the manager. Well, I mean, that could have been not, cool, not but I, I still Page think it's going to be MJF. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Sorry. Continue your thought. I saw, I'm oh, no. I just, I feel like it's probably still going to be MJF, but I know yeah. you're about to talk about big man W. Morris. Yeah. Yeah. Has he even had a match? Probably not. No, I mean, no. just think of all the great work he did in Impact. No, I know, dude. I'm right there. I was excited when he came to AEW Me too. And then I and then did they do AEW things? And it's like, he hasn't oh, really been on right. TV since uh, he was revealed as member of Firm. Yeah. So no Firm TV time for him. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Anyways, uh, let's get off to the races here. Uh, there we go. It's kicked off. There was a lot. I'll I'll say this about AEW tonight. Tons of really good wrestling. Yeah. They gave all these matches a lot of time, <clears throat> a lot of time. Um, and, uh, and yeah, kept, I mean, there was plenty of talking too, I guess, but like it was, there was a lot of wrestling on tonight. I kind of feel like the talkie bits were pretty succinct and to the point and, and they didn't belabor any point they were trying to make. Mm-hmm, yeah. For the most yeah. part, even, even MJF's promo for him was short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, and it was really good too. He's doing like career work right now. Man. Oh, that's yeah. great, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it kicked off with Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia of the Jericho Appreciation Society versus Wheeler Yuta and Claudio Castagnoli. Man, when he had Garcia on his back doing oh, the spin on man. Jericho, holy shit! And then he got got to do the thing down low where he's like laying everybody out. Um, that was fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, this was a lot of fun here. Uh, all sorts of shenanigans going on led to uh, 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 Claudio getting the win over Jericho with a neutralizer. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was somewhat surprised that Jericho took the L here. Um, but I guess he, just, yeah. he, 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 his opportunity to cheat was stymied and therefore he took the L. I mean, they're pretty much saying he can only cheat to win. 
Yeah, he's gonna get all the wins against uh against yeah, the, the Ring of Honor, Honor champions. Yeah. Ring of Honor champs. yeah. Yeah. There's more on that a little bit later. But first yep. before that we had uh Rene Paquette interviewing Brian Danielson. Uh Blackpool Combat Club is a mess. He says, yeah. if I'm gonna be honest, man, I'm a bit frustrated. Frustrated that I lost to Jericho, that Garcia turned his back on me, that you'd have talked back to me last week. He says, I know a lot of people hate Sammy Guevara, but all my frustration on everything, I'm going to take it out on Sammy. And then Yuta steps up. He says, I'm glad you're frustrated, Brian. I'm not a kid. No, he says, you're not a kid. You're a grown-ass man. If you have a problem, and they start shoving. I'm sorry. He said, I'm a kid. Not a, yeah, no, I'm not yeah. a kid. Did, yeah. I'm a grown-ass man. Yeah. They start shoving. And then Claudio uh, breaks it up. He's all huge and stuff. He comes in and basically like, hey, kid, stop it. He says, it's Yuta's birthday. It's also CM Punk's birthday. Yeah. Uh, he says uh, he just beat the ring. He says, I just beat the Ring of Honor champion. He says, after your match, Danielson, we're going to all sit down and we're going to discuss it like adults. But here's the thing. We're not going to do it uh, in the w- when the TV cameras aren't rolling. We're going to wait to talk about this until either Rampage or Dynamite. No, but they did. That's what they said at the main event when the door was locked. That it was Blackpool Combat Club in there talking oh, about their beef. Yeah, right. That's your right. But it happened during TV time. Exactly. Yeah, someone <laughs> yeah. padlocked the door. Yeah, that's right. I got to get the bolt cutters. Yeah, I got to get the bolt cutters. Uh, then we got that video package where the elite poof removed from AEW. Wow. Uh, then we got a bit of a mess of a Jericho Appreci- Appreciation Society interview where there was audio problems and it seemed like the cues were all off. Yeah, the crowd couldn't hear them. And I think that they are all a mess also. Yeah, this yeah, is a yeah. clusterfuck, yeah. So Garcia is talking about how the Blackpool Combat Club makes him sick. And Jericho says Claudio shouldn't accept a victory when a baseball bat was in the ring. Saying that it was, it essentially Claudio cheated by proxy because the bat was in the ring. Mm-hmm, yeah, it doesn't right. matter if he used it or not. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Jericho says, I'm fired up. Jericho Appreciation Society is fired up. All bets are off. It's not just ROH World Champs anymore. It's all the champions, pure champions, tag champions, women's champions. I'm issuing an open challenge next week for any former Ring of Honor champ. And then Sammy says, tonight I'm going to put on a show that no one has seen before and beat Danielson's ass again. So who do you think the former champion is going to be? Like everybody in that company that's been in the business more than 10 years is a former Ring of Honor champion of some sort. Seemingly. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of people it could be. I mean, if it's Tons. any champ, that, that widens the field quite a bit too. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's not going to be Matt Taven, though, because he has a match. He's going to get destroyed by Wardlow on Friday. He's going to get the, uh, what's that move called? Powerbomb Symphony. Powerbomb Symphony, that's right. So yeah. uh, while you were d- running down, I, I went up to Wikipedia to look up Castle Doctrine because I want to make sure that people are sure that I am a legal scholar, not a legal scholar, sorry. If you have a structured settlement and you need cash now. Larson Zoom. Yeah. Uh, so on Wikipedia here it says Castle Doctrine. Is a legal doctrine that designates a person abode or any legally occupied space, for example, a vehicle or home, as a place in which that person has protection and immunity, permitting one to circum- certain circumstances to use force to defend oneself against an intruder, free from legal prosecution for the consequences of the force used. If if he was provided that space as his own domain by AEW, maybe I guess that's where his lawyer's getting it from. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. Again, Again, not a legal scholar. Right, right. Uh, number one contender for the tag title match off to the races with Swerve in our glory versus FTR. Uh, everybody's interested in this match in the tag division. The acclaimed showed up on the stage. They started scissoring their chairs. 
and uh, also in FTR in a really bad FTR costume. You had yeah. the the Gun Club uh, at ringside as well, uh, or you know taking a seat front row. Um, so uh, <laughs> this match was uh, somebody here in, in chat noted as well. Easily match of the night. Oh, that was um, really good. This was really fantastic stuff. I love that they were building and building and building to FTR hitting that big rig on the big fella Keith Lee. They finally hit it, and then Swerve, who had been tossed overboard, had had, had prevented the the three count from going down, and eventually he was able to take out. I forget Keith Lee gets the uh, gets the uh, the big win here over. Mm. I forget who it's Dax, Dax I believe Dax. There you go. Cause, yeah, because um, uh, uh, the Gun Club was holding cash back mm-hmm, on the yeah. floor. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That, that's what's going on. Um, so Swerving Our Glory is now uh, number one contenders to the Acclaims mm-hmm. tag titles. That's awesome. I fully expect that match to happen. At, uh, it wasn't announced for like next week, right? Or was it? No. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. No. Okay. That needs to be at full gear. Yeah. I Recognize it. that these guys are match of the year, chem- have match of the year mm-hmm. chemistry because mm-hmm. they've already done two of them. Yeah. Um, put on the third one at full gear. That'll be that'll be an absolute show stealer. And in the meantime, I don't know if they want to do this because I know they got the six man stuff and maybe they want to have the elite reclaim the six man stuff. But, man, just do Young Bucks versus FTR. Just do that. You know, I don't know. Maybe you could do it for the Ring of Honor titles. You don't really need to do that. But uh, I mean, at this point, dude, it's just for fucking tag team of the of the year or whatever. Best tag team right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just do that at full gear, and then have Ken give me a Kenny one-on-one match. God, he's been gone for so long. I don't want to see him teaming up with people. Well, maybe they had him in the trios division, especially since he's just coming back from injury, so he didn't have to deal with all the wear and tear of a bunch of singles matches. Yeah, man. No, absolutely. I don't care about that, though. I want to see him in a mm. one-on-one bout. Yeah, against uh, tough, tough competitors. All right, very well. So yeah. uh, after that, we had a, a Soraya interview, and it it was great. Her and and Renee. Just because they're friends. They're like really good yeah. friends. Yeah. And to hear them talk back and forth. And then Britt steps in. And then Soraya just says immediately, don't start with me, bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. That they start arguing. And Renee just mm-hmm. says, stop it. If you want to talk about this, let's do it properly. So then Britt leaves and, and they're going to have like a sit down interview next week. Yeah. Um, yeah, that got that. That was that was heated quickly. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had an MJF interview once again with Renee. This is funny. Uh, so he's playing up the baby face stuff. Uh, and he's like, Oh, the devil has arrived in Virginia. He said, I got one question. Any devil worshipers here <laughs> doing that shit. Yeah. Uh, so Renee, uh, he said, he asked Renee, he said, what do you have for me? And she says, well, you know, Mox's match against Pentagon tonight. How do you feel about that? Uh, and how do you feel about uh, wrestling Mox? And he said, and then he goes and he does his best Mox impersonation He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to gargle your piss and drink your blood, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, And he says, with all due respect, when I think of Mox, one word comes to mind and it starts with M and it's mid. And so, you know, the crowd buys into that, too. And then Renee, obviously, you know, with her relationship with Mox, she's like, you know, just because you say with all due respect doesn't mean then you say something rude. And he's like, with all due respect, shut your mouth, Renee. (laughs) Which is pretty funny. He says, last week when I said I was going to earn it, I meant it. He says, but I might have gone too far saying I was going to wrestle the match clean. 
I meant relatively clean. He says, but one thing did get under my skin when Regal decided to tell me that he didn't use his brass knuckles because he needed to, but because he wanted to. Alluding to me not being able to beat Mox without my diamond ring. So when I promise when I so I promise when I beat Mox, I won't use my diamond ring because I don't need it. The only thing I needed to be a success in my life is a grudge. I've mashed out all my grudges and made it into a chip and put it on my shoulder. And at full gear, I'm fighting every single scumbag and shoving that chip down their throat when I become the next AW champion. That brings out Stokely. He says, I get it. You want Mox at 100% at full gear. Trust me when I say we won't lay a hand on that man, right? And MJF smacks the mic out of his hand and says, listen, you got a bit comfortable since we've known each other a long time ago, so I'm going to give you a pass. He says, I want Mox at 100%, so don't look at him, don't lay a hand on him or go near him or you're fired. He says, now, Virginia, where was I? Oh, yeah, it's time for my super over catchphrase. And they do because my name is Maxwell Jacob Friedman and I'm better than you and you know it. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Uh, then we got a kingdom video package. Uh, Taven, apparently, he, he agrees with you. Doesn't like the word Joe name. He makes fun of it. Like, what kind of name oh, is that? Oh, no, it's that. Now it's a great name. Yeah, Taven. You got a lot like of, you got a lot of comments with Matt awesome. Taven there. Anyway, mm-hmm. he says he, he's no. won a lot of titles. He wants a shot at that TNT title. So we go to response from War Joe. And Wardlow says, when you're in the ring with me, past accomplishments don't matter. You'll be the next casualty of the, uh, the Powerbomb Symphony on, on Rampage. That's right. Uh, after that, we had Sammy Guevara and uh, Brian Danielson. Holy shit. This was this was a hell of a match. You uh, texted something about Sammy not getting much of a reaction uh, for, for the crowd here. And I just, you know, like I, I, I wonder if Sammy just really loves being a heel. But if you think about it, like the way this guy wrestles, yeah. He's he he wrestles a baby as a baby yeah. face. Yeah, he does. Like he does. all the crazy shit that I mean, it's more akin to Darby than like you know, yeah. I don't know, like an yeah, MJF or something like or that. Like you know, or like Phoenix. Yeah, it's like, and I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if he's in this weird spot where it's like he comes out and people are like, uh, I really don't like his character, but he puts on really good matches and he does really cool shit. There was a spell where he would get a good reaction when he came to the ring. I know because it puts really good matches and he does yeah. crazy shit. Yeah. And then he really leaned into the heel stuff and it's like, you don't wrestle as a heel. Mm-mm. You don't mm-hmm. do that. Like maybe I guess he'll cheat once in a while or something like that, but it's like, you don't do that. No. Like you no. just do crazy shit and people want to cheer that. And so now they just give you like no reaction basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It was a good match. Physical bout. Uh, Brian Danielson gets the win. Um, he hits uh, some stomps, locks on a triangle. 
and he starts dropping some elbows on Sammy's head with triangle still on, and Sammy passes out. Calls for the bell. There's not one but two Spanish flies during this bout. One standing, one off the top rope. Um, really fun bout. But yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's a situation where Sammy puts on fun matches, but the character yeah. just doesn't really do much. I know, I know. It's crazy. Yeah, his char- it's his character does it's it's crazy. Like his character does damage to how good he is mm-hmm. in the ring, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so anyways. Uh after that, uh we have uh Renee Paquette interviewing Phoenix uh in his favorite flannel and Alex and he says, uh, tonight my brother's gonna become a double double champ. And Alex says, Penta's gonna beat Mox. Phoenix says any member of Death Triangle can be a double double champ. Alex says, Phoenix can go after the All Atlantic title. And then Christian and Luchasaurus step in. And Christian says, if anybody deserves a shot of the All-Atlantic title, it's Luchasaurus. He's been wrecking everybody. And then Orange step, steps in and says, hey, you two talking about me? Talking about this title? Okay, next week let's do this. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had Jamie Hayter versus Riho. Man, this match was phenomenal. Oh, man, this is great stuff. Yeah, this is awesome stuff. This match was so good. Uh, Britt, of course, getting involved. Uh Grabbed onto Riho's foot a couple times. Um, at one point, Riho, this was great. Jamie's looking for a huge lariat. Riho breaks it up with a cartwheel, using her legs to break it up, hits Jamie with a double stomp. Starts to come back, looking for a 619. Jamie blocks that, though. Uh, eventually, Riho hits a Northern Light suplex, a splash off the top. Jamie gets a, a brain buster after she rolls through the splash. Uh, in the end, though, Riho is going for a top rope double stomp. She misses that. Jamie hits a backbreaker. Jamie's looking for a rainmaker. Riho ducks that, hits dragon suplex. Jamie kicks out, and then Jamie hits a huge boot. Rainmaker to get the win, and afterwards, Tony Storm gets on the stage, waves, and holds up the title. So it looks like hopefully soon we're going to get Tony versus Jamie. Seems like it. Um, What would you rather them do? Have Jamie win that at full gear or have her do a thing with Britt first? Or have her win at full gear and then have her do a thing with Britt. She's the most over person in the women's division right now. Yeah, and I don't know if her if it's a situation where she wins the title and that's her huge moment, or inadvertently or or purposely, Britt costs her the title opportunity. She goes through the program with Britt, beats her, and uses that as kind of a launching pad for the title win. You know, and it's it's we've seen instances. I mean, like when uh, Thunder Rosa first challenged for the title mm-hmm. and lost, and it wasn't until the Steel Cage match where there couldn't be any interference from Jamie or Rebel that she got the win. Um, you can make the case that they probably should have had her win at the pay per view, or you could say, no, I thought it was a good idea to eventually have it in the cage match because the story made sense. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess it depends what in which instance do you think would would create a, a more impactful moment. Well, I think number one, it's I think it's Brit Brit first. Brit matter. The way they booked it, Brit matters more than the title. She does. It's a bigger win to beat mm-hmm. Brit. It's like Charlotte. I mean, as I've said this endlessly, Brit's their Charlotte. It's a bigger deal to beat Brit Baker than it is to beat Tony Storm for the title. Um, and on top of that, it, Tony's got to be kind of t- Tony Khan has to be kind of careful about. Well, Jamie Hayter's really over. You need her up against a big heel. And Tony, uh, obviously, you know, is is a face. But once again, and here's a, here's another reason why you wait on it. 
because he never books the champions well. Yeah. In the women's division. Well, he books Jade just fine because she just wins all the time. But um, for that women's title, like Tony, you know, she wanted it was kind of a big deal. But, you know, that they also bring the interim stuff in there because of the Thunder Rosa situation. Uh, you know, Thunder Rosa's run was pretty cold because they just didn't feature her in stories. Meanwhile, yeah. you got tons of stories with Britt away from the title. So I think you do that just to hold off and get her even hotter and hotter. And uh, and I think her beating Britt should then directly lead um, to the title, mm-hmm. whether whether it's it's Tony Storm. I know maybe they're waiting for I think Thunder Rosa is not supposed to be back to like the beginning of the year. Or yeah, right? that's my understanding as well. So like, I don't even know what they're going to do about that. But uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that you got to regardless. You don't worry about the title right now. You worry about Brit. I mean, maybe you have the title shot, but Brit, you know, screws it up for her. And then she goes and fights Brit and then she makes her way back over. Um, to the title, maybe they do one of those ladder matches, the the, the chip one or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that could be. I don't know. Uh, I agree with you, though. I feel like going doing the Brit storyline would probably be the better way to go. Yeah. Um, because they take the momentum she has now and then build on it. Mm-hmm, and yeah. as you mentioned, as we've seen in the past, recent past, they put the women's title on somebody. It seems like momentum just stops. Well, it doesn't oh, just stop. Man. Creatively. Yeah, it's they they drop the ball. Tony Khan oh, drops yeah. the ball. It just um, it just stops dead. Yeah. So if the, the idea is to build momentum leading to title victory, then yes, yeah, she has she has to have the storyline with Britt first. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, after that, we had an Eddie Kingston interview. He's asked by Renee, "What's up with that intervention last week with all your friends?" And he's like, oh, "I'm doing great." I'm wondering a big sarcastic grin on his face. I'm great. I'm wonderful. He sees that little thing they had where they talked. Oh, it's great. He's like, look at the smile on my face. Look at the smile. Look at the smile. He's anyway, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about Moxie Boy. You'll stop worrying about me for a second, please. And she's like, all right, what do you think about Mox versus Pentagon? He's like, ah, it's going to be hard for Mox, but I think he's going to take it. I think he's going to take it. As far as everyone else is concerned, leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this, this was like purposely all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the interview starts and, and Eddie's like real close to the camera. <laughs> he puts right into the pop in. He said, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, like right into the, like he was his whole head was in the camera. That was great. Yeah, it was pretty great. Uh, then we had Darby Allen promo. He he says Sting hasn't been here in quite some time, and he says this is why. About a month ago, I went to Sting and said I'm not happy. I feel like I want to crawl into a hole, and Sting says you can't do that. And he and he said and then Darby says, "Well, if that's the case, I can't do that." Then let me prove myself by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he says, then Jay Lethal had to go talk about an old friend who told Jay that he knows my biggest weakness. And then Darby says, well, you know what, Jay? I know my biggest weakness. It's myself. And then we go, Also, garage doors. Yes, with figure fours. It's got to be both of them. <laughs> right. He didn't tap out to the garage yeah. door. Right. It was the figure four. That's a good point. Yeah, with the garage but, door, you know, the garage door really, you know, that really did a number because he's like, he's on this side of it, and the figure four is on the other side. He God, can't do anything, so but he just starts tapping on the, on the garage so door. Uh, uh, so then we get the other side of that. We yeah. got Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt, and Jay says, "Worry less about my friend and worry more about our match." And then Sanjay has some words too. So uh, yeah, I love Jay Lethal. He's great. Oh, he's great. He's great. Uh, then we had the our main event. Penta taking on Mox. This is a really fun match. Uh, they beat the heck out of each other. 
Uh, the finish was pretty darn impressive too. So uh, Penta does the the double stomp, where Mox is holding on the ropes, but it, you know it's like in the trio. Well, mm-hmm. um, follows with the fear factor. Mox kicks out of that, and then right out of that, Penta is looking for a springboard. Uh, Mox boots him in the midair, hits the paradigm shift, and then a death rider. Yeah, bang bang, back to back to get the win. As soon as that bell rings, Morrissey's out. The W Morrissey, and he boots Mox, and the rest of the firm run in, and they start beating the heck out of Mox. Stokely comes to the ring. He sits on the on, on the top turnbuckle, watches it all. Security comes in. The firm fend them off. And then we cut backstage, and there's a door. And then Marvez is explaining what's going on. So there's a chain and a padlock around the door. And it's a little sign. You can't really see it, but I'm sure it says Blackpool Combat Club locker room. And he's like, the door's locked. And then there's this, uh, I don't know, like uh, someone who works at the arena, I guess. Mm-hmm. So turns and looks towards the camera and says, it's locked. We got to get some bolt cutters. Well, he sounded like the Simpsons team. Yeah, we gotta get oh, some bolt cutters. We gotta get some bolt cutters. <laughs> and then he's never to be seen again. He just runs. Yeah, he runs off. So we were he back to the away. ring. And Austin Gunn brings a chair, and Mox starts fighting back. And yeah, the Page boots him. So then MJF walks to the stage, and he's <sighs> oh, I don't know if I do. Should I help? Do I help? No, no, do I help go, this guy. And then he walks back through the 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 heel tunnel, and they cut back to the ring, and Mox is getting beat up, and you hear the crowd cheer, and he sprints towards the ring. Mm-hmm, it yeah. pushes the firm off, and he fires Stokely, and then Page hits MJF with a super kick, and then the mm-hmm. firm starts beating down MJF. Morrissey uh, throws MJF <clears throat> to Page, and Page hits him with the ego's edge, and mm-hmm. then Morrissey throws MJF out of the ring, and MJF tries to fight back a couple times. Can't do it. Morrissey choke slams MJF through timekeeper table. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I you can just sort of see after he wins the title, the promo where he talks about, yeah, I told them to beat the shit out of me. I told them to put me through the end of the, the table, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's how it's going to go down because he's going to be the biggest, nastiest heel yep. uh, at the end of the day. All this baby face stuff is just not. It's like, a, come on, man. Come on. Oh, yeah. come on. All right, so we're going to answer some questions now. If you're in our chat here live on the Twitch, be sure to highlight them, and we may read them. No guarantees. We also have a thread here on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. We have a variety of reward tiers. You can get some bonus content, uh, and we leave questions threads for Raw. We do. For uh, the other one, this Dynamite NXT. Uh, I think we do. We don't really do questions on Fridays. That's where we do impact. But I don't know. Maybe we'll do an impact questions thread this week. Yeah, we do. Have you watched NXT yet? Yeah, I watched it this morning. Or this I gotta watch it. I think I might watch it tonight. I was laying. It's all right. It it. it focuses more on in ring action than talking. I saw the schism bit. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Hopefully, that'll turn around the creative on schism. Their new branding, their new packaging is, is like the Tron stuff is really good. Oh, that's good. I didn't see any of that. I just saw the the unmasking. I was like, oh, that's awesome for her. That's really cool. Uh, Luis Reza says, does the right crowd influence the show match? Yes, crowds always influence everything. Yes. Per, yeah, yeah. It, they can make or break stuff. He says, this crowd ignored <coughs> Swerve's botch. Yeah, he tried to come off the second rope, and he slipped. He, um, he recovered really quick. Oh, they're so that Man, Dax is so fucking good. Yeah, he is. Dax is such a good wrestler. It's ridiculous. Yep. Uh, David Matushek, considering that an elite promo from earlier in the night shows them swept away from existence, do you think that heavy-handed symbolism should be used more often to highlight a return? Sure. Be dramatic. Be theatrical. Yeah. 
I mean, it's hard to say that, you know, if this company wouldn't exist without us, but in, the, in their case, it's true. <laughs> like, Elite is in the company's name. Yeah, I know. Speaking of yeah. which, Dog Authority figure asked if AEW rebranded to re- remove the word Elite from their promotion, what would you replace it with? All Entertainment Wrestling. Oh. Entertainers. That's terrible. All Entertainers Wrestling. Sports Entertainment Wrestling. <laughs> um... Yeah, all championship wrestling, <laughs> ACW. <laughs> all, all excellent wrestling. Oh, that's good. Oh, oh, they're all bad. Everything all we're excellent. coming up. Yeah. Oh, how about this? All extreme wrestling. Let's see here. Uh, Brendan the Mullet King Monroe says, "Have you guys listened to the newest Gentleman Villain podcast?" I highly recommend he shoots on the MJF segment from last week. It's intense. I read I wouldn't, some, some excerpts from it. Sounded good. I watched it today. There was like a minute long clip of it. And he calls MJF a wanker. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's cool stuff. He's like, you know, I wrestled 53 matches in my first month when I was 16 years old. So I, I would not call that a shoot. <laughs> he is firmly in character. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's good stuff. I have not made the time to listen I don't really get much of a chance to listen to podcasts these days, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I'd like to check it out. Uh, over here in Twitch chat, White Brownie asks, what's your guys' thoughts on the whole Carl Anderson New Japan debacle? Oh, man, we got work so hard. Corn <laughs> and Fightful, everything's copacetic between all three sides, and uh, the, the Carl Anderson is just working, working us marks. Yeah, because I guess the idea is he's holding on to that belt so whoever eventually beats him get a larger pop because... They got the belt back for New Japan. You know, they just keep on making a thing, making a thing, and then he wears it on WWE. He ain't wearing That's, it on WWE. Come TV. on, man. Ain't Crazier happening. things have happened even over the past two months than that. Let's get it done. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Steve Klein, how would you adapt the best qualities of both WWE and AEW into your promotion? I would take the – now, I'm not always a huge fan of Kevin Dunn's TV direction, but in terms of capturing moments. Yeah, sure. By absolutely. and large, WWE does well during matches. I would take that because that's something the AEW still need to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, I mean, I think, I think from an in-ring perspective, you know, it, it's subjective what you think might be better, but I don't think the – the distance between the two was very far. Like, I think when given time, matches on Raw and SmackDown can be very good. Mm-hmm, yeah. And as we saw tonight at Dynamite, like, every match was really good. Yeah. Um, so, like, I think it's just more a matter of presentation than anything else. Really, yeah. what I'd like to see is the best qualities of impact, that being the fly on the wall bits. Yeah, right, yeah. With the production of WB with just really good wrestling, and I'd be pretty happy. Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree. I think that they're both. I think that WWE and AEW are both really solid productions, and uh, yeah, you know, just, I don't know, good wrestling, and then like you said, the motivated cameras. Mm. I think that's sort of a thing. We're gonna have to remember that <laughs> on December tenth. Yes. Oh man. Uh. So. Um. Oh, Alex. Oh. Alex Foster says, if Regal does turn on Mox, what should the Blackpool Combat Club oh, be renamed? There no more. That, that faction's done. That faction is basically dead right now, and they're going to be even more dead. So, they're, yeah, they're, they're done. They're done. There's, there's not going to be a renaming. This is an interesting question. Mayor Plenty <clears throat> Houston, did anyone other than MJF really benefit from CM Punk being there? 
Now, I, 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 I'm supposing the, 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 the crux of this question is in, in terms of people that Punk feuded with. Mm-hmm, sure, sure. MJF was, of all of Punk's major feuds, MJF mm-hmm. was probably the only person who came out of the feud looking better than he did going into it. It's because mm-hmm, yeah. as we've talked about this uh, a show yeah. earlier this week where that was a feud that allowed MJF to add a lot more dimension to his character. As far as people who, I mean, it's so it's, I, I agree with you hundred percent. You could tell like that is, that is absolutely hundred yeah. percent. If CM Punk came back just for the MJF feud alone, it was worth it. It really was. Um, you'd got to think that being in there for a guy like Lee Moriarty for a Garcia, um, for Darby Allen, um, it was probably something they learned a lot from. Yeah. Or at the very least, just hey, gave me the confidence. I got this other feather in my cap. I was one of the guys that got to wrestle CM Punk. You know, I, I think that from their perspective, it might be a little bit different than from the outsider's perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I have no idea what Darby Allen thinks about CM Punk. Um, you'd think that he'd have a reason to be, you know appreciative of him unless he was a total asshole to him. I don't know. Um, but that's just the point. I don't know. Exactly. And so you, exactly. you got to think that he didn't rub everybody the wrong way. And that's there why I was really kind of keeping the, the, yeah, the, right. the but answer no, to the question in yeah. terms of what we see on TV. Because you look at, like Darby's more or less in the same spot as he was before feuding with Phil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. Yeah, you I, know? No, I, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah. No, I MJF mean, being able to say, I got a win in Chicago over Punk. That, that was a big fucking deal. And he yeah. is... He has been enhanced because of it. And you can you can maybe point to other factors, just MJF being MJF and him being a star that can't be held back. But mm-hmm. it's yeah, that was a signature feud for him. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. oh definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Uh Sammy Garcia, could Pentagon Jr. ever become all the world champion? If so, who would be the perfect champion for him to get the belt from, or is Moxley the best candidate? There's so many people on the AEW roster that could be that could be world champ. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people. A yeah, lot. dude. I look. I love <laughs> Pentagon. I think he's terrific. But between who's there now, like from a business perspective, Tony Khan needs needle movers up at the top carrying the title, and you can look at. MJF, who's totally going to win the title at full gear mm-hmm. as a ratings mover. You can take a look at the actual numbers behind that. CM Punk was the same way. You could take a look at the numbers and see that. Um, and it's probably if, if I suspect if it was hangman page, who was a true needle mover by the numbers, maybe that wouldn't have, maybe the title change wouldn't have happened. If he was a bigger ratings draw than CM Punk, if he was way hotter than CM Punk, then maybe that wouldn't have happened. Maybe the title change wouldn't have happened. Um, um, I will say this, that a good story, a, a well-told story, could catapult anybody who's on the verge of being a, a main eventer in a draw to being a main eventer in a draw. Mm, yeah. It takes one or two really good stories that really captures the imagination of your viewing audience and gets people talking about the show. And if they got yeah. pent to some... I'm not saying you do the exact story, but the story he had with Vampiro and Lucha Underground was really well done, and it was really yeah, interesting. Sure. Yeah. Something like that, but on a larger scale. Yeah. But, dude, here's the thing. He's in, and, and I, I, I love him, but it's like, would you do that with him? Or you have Miro, you got Wardlow, 
You got uh, who, you got who Samoa else? Samoa Joe. There? There's Keith you got Lee. Keith there's... Lee. Samoa Joe. There's like a million people that, as much as I love Pentagon, you could tell that story, whatever that story is, probably more effectively with some of those other guys. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't see it happening. I, I think it'd be awesome, but I don't know that. I don't know that that management would see it that way. So yeah, sorry, Dark Tank Lucha. Anyways, that's gonna do it for us. Thanks uh, for Robin says, look at Penn's interest. Now look at it with the title. It'd in his be hand. amazing. Well, he has a title in his hand. I know it looks great, but imagine <laughs> he, if it's the top title. He is a champion. It does look great, but like now we get to see it. Um, so anyways, thanks for watching everybody. We appreciate it. I think it looks better with, uh, he should have brought Viano for mask with him. I know. That'd, be great. That'd been cooler. Yeah. At least they're mentioning yeah. it on, on commentary. Oh, I know as well. They should. Uh, thanks for watching, everybody. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.